What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Zoe Church Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this week's message. We are in part five of a series called Go Low. We're talking really about the power of humility versus the power of pride. We're going to jump into Romans chapter 12 in just a moment, but thank you to every person that gives to our church to help get the message of Jesus out. If you'd like to start partnering with us, you can go to our website and give there or text Zoe to 77977. Uh, Thank you for every person that's giving. And make sure you subscribe to whatever platform you get this podcast from, whether it be Apple or Spotify. Subscribe, comment, like, and do us a favor. Share the message. You never know what God could do in somebody's life. But let's jump into this week's message, what humility looks like. Romans chapter 12, we are in a series. We've been talking together about the power of humility versus the power of pride. And we've been contrasting these two realities, the, the, the blessing, the peace, the, um, the joy that comes from being humble versus the destruction versus the, the, well, the aftermath of a life that is lived in pride. Um, I said it maybe in the first week that I, I went to a, a buddy's college. I was visiting a friend of mine in college down at Biola University when I was in college. And when I walked into his quadrant of dorm rooms, they had this huge poster And it read, pride sucks. And I thought, yeah, it does. Pride sucks the life out of your relationships. It sucks the life out of your reputation. Pride sucks. But humility, which is the spirit of Jesus, humility has the ability to go low. How low can you go? And remember, in God's kingdom, the lower you go, the higher he will exalt you. But he says anybody that exalts themselves will be humbled. But anybody that chooses to go low and humble themselves, God says, whoo, I'm going to exalt that. And so we've got to understand what humility looks like. If we're going to become humble people. In fact, the title of my message today, you can write down the title. It's called What Humble Looks Like. Because I feel like we have enough examples of pride. If you just go on the worldwide intranet, if you hop onto TikTok or Instagram, you can see pride, 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 pride. You just, it's all over our culture. And when you walk in pride, destruction. That's a word to the Memphis Grizzlies. When you poke the bear... Come on, Laker fans, where you at today? I'm preaching to some sanctified saints today. Before pride comes and then the fall, okay? Go Lakers. But we have examples of pride. Yesterday, my son, we got the baseball. My Three of my boys are in baseball right now. And the youngest, the five-year-old, he got his baseball photos back. He looks so good in his baseball photo, even the team photo. And... Um, they made him like a button, like a badge with his picture on it. So I was wearing the button. You know, I'm a proud father. And so my son asked, Dad, can I have the, I want to wear me. I said, son, that's an example of pride. You need tomorrow's message, okay? My boy, you need tomorrow's message. So we have examples of what pride looks like. We need more examples. What does humility look like? What does it look like 
to sit down, be humble? What does it look like to become a humble person, our model, our hero of humility is a man named Jesus. And what we love about Jesus was that though he was big, he went low. And because he went low, God exalted him and gave him the name that is above all names. So Jesus is proof that the lower you go, the higher God will raise you. And so today I want to talk to you about what does humility look like. We're going to read here Romans chapter 12. I love these scriptures right here. Look at the verse number 9. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Other translations there, they say hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. I love, right now we're watching the the playoffs. Um, My nine-year-old is really into the NBA playoffs. And when we're watching TNT and watching these games, there will be like a scary movie commercial. The trailer will come on. And the moment the trailer comes on, my nine-year-old will close his eyes, run to me, and ask me to press mute. And so I'll hit mute, and I'll hold him. And then as soon as the commercial's over, I'll hit unmute, and he's like, oh, thank God. And I was telling him, son, you live out this scripture. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Or you cling to your father in this situation. But... The Bible says we should hate what is evil. We hate evil things, but we cling to the good things. Somebody give me a Pentecostal amen for that one. We cling to the good stuff. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. In honor, giving preference to one another. Not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope. Patient in tribulation. That's for the Clippers. Continuing steadfast in prayer. Let me just pause there. If you're praying about something, maybe you're praying about your business, you're praying to get pregnant as a couple, you're single and you're believing for a spouse, whatever you're praying for, just keep believing. Don't stop praying. Stay diligent in prayer. Breakthrough is on the way. Amen to that? He said stay steadfast in prayer. Distributing to the needs of the saints. Giving to hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. You don't got to give hand signals to the person on the 405 that gave you hand signals. You just wave at them. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those that are rejoicing. Weep with those that are weeping. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on the things that are too high, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your opinion. You ever go to a party and you see someone and you're trying to talk to them and they're looking past you for someone else that's more important than you? This ever happened? This is just me? He said, don't be that guy. Don't be that girl that's always trying to be No, he said, he says, associate with humble people. I'm not just happy to be friends with high places. I'm happy to be friends with people in low places. That's what humility looks like. The Bible is teaching us, this is what humble people, this is what humble folk look like. I know what the prideful look like. I can tell you about all the flashy and all the arrogant and cockiness and forwardness looks like. But what does humility look like? I want to give you three things today of what humble people look like. And number one, right down today, humble people serve. 
And just so we're all on the same page, God, by the way, is looking for humble people. He's on the prize. We say it this way. God is not looking for capability. God is looking for availability. The prideful person is like, look at my capability. The humble person is just saying, I'm available, God. I, I, want, I want your instruction. I want your guidance. I want your freedom. I want your, here am I. I, I I'm available. Look at this next scripture, 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9. For the eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. See, the prideful person is committed to themselves, their success, their name, their future, their bank account. The humble person is committed first to God. So the eyes of the Lord search to and fro. The way I always see this verse is God's playing, where's Waldo? And he's playing, where's humble? And if he sees a humble person, he's like, that's what I'm talking about. I can partner with you. I can work with you. I can grace you. See, when you go low, God says, I'm going to run my kingdom through your life. I'm going to bless you beyond your wildest dreams. He gives grace to the humble. He opposes the proud, but he showers grace to the humble. I don't know about you, but I'm happy to humble my life today. God's looking. God's looking for, he, you know how you, that, that slogan, looking for a few good men? God's just looking for some humble hearts. God's looking for humble people. And he says, if I find humility, watch out. I will shower you with insight, revelation, knowledge, understanding, blessing, and favor. All for, for those that are humble. Write down number one. Humble people, they are, they are servants. They serve. Humble people, they, they love to serve. I like this about Jesus. Jesus says, in my kingdom is crazy. It's backwards from culture. The first are going to be last in my kingdom, but the last are going to be first in my kingdom. Jesus says it this way. He says, the greatest of them all in my kingdom is the servant of them all. So in other words, the gateway into greatness is through the servant's gates. We say it like this at Zoe. If you're too big to serve, you're too small to lead. But when you serve, oh, there's something about serving. There's something about being a servant of Jesus. They say, I live to give. I live to help. I live to add. I live to bless. I live to encourage. I'm not looking so I can get something. I'm looking so I can give something. By the way, Jesus came and when he came, he did not come with the arrows of his heart pointed in. Uh, they're going to worship me. They're going to love me. They're going to listen to me. They're going to follow me. They're going to help me. They're going to give me grapes. They're going to fan me when I'm hot. Then, no, no, no. Jesus said, watch this scripture. Look at Je Matthew chapter 20. The son of man did not come to be served, but he came to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus said, I didn't come so I can get something. I came so I can give something. I did not come so that I could, I could, I could get your loyalty. I came to give loyalty. I didn't try and get my respect. I tried to give you respect. And when you live to serve, when you live, by the way, anybody that makes the decision to serve God, let me just say it this way. The most important decision you will ever make in the history of your life is the decision to serve God. The second most important decision you will ever make in the history of your life is the attitude in which you choose to serve. Ain't nothing worse than when I, I tell my boys, boys, we're going we're gonna to do some chores today. Fall out, bro. Get out of here. I pay for your food and your clothes, and I pay for that bed. Get out of here. And I put it together from Ikea. 
In other words, we're like, we're going to do some chores. And so we turn on some music really loud and get all the speakers going. And, you know, we get some pit bull in the background and we do all the chores. And they're, you know, walking around like, I got to do the dishes. I got to pick up the laundry. I got to take out the trash. I'm like, fam, get over here. See, see, nothing worse when God's like, hey, do, do you mind serving your friend? Do you, mind, do you mind serving your church? Do you think you could serve your city? And we're like, the Bible says, serve the Lord with gladness. Serve the Lord. The most important decision you make is is to serve God. The second most important decision in your life will be the attitude in which you choose to serve. If I were you, I would make the decision to go low and say, Lord, I am just a servant. I am here to serve. I am here to add. I'm here to give. I'm here to bless. I'm excited today because I have the opportunity to give and to serve. And by the way, church, hear me today. You cannot outgive God. You cannot outserve God. When you give to God, it will come back to you. You give one way, it'll come back to you every way that's the way the kingdom of God works I love this scripture look at Proverbs put it on the screen Proverbs 11 the generous will prosper those who refresh others will they themselves be refreshed see when you're serving and giving you think you're refreshing somebody else but you get more than you gave that's why I love these mission trips are going on. You should go to Guatemala. You should go to Nicaragua. You should, you should serve on the ZST. Can, by the way, can we just clap real fast for the people that set up church on the west side at the Miguel Contreras? Come on, clap for Zoe Kids. Clap for the parking lot team today. They're the MVPs. And, and you think that as they're serving, they're going home robbed? No. When you refresh somebody else, God says, I'll refresh you. You cannot outgive God. You go on a mission trip, you think you're serving Nicaragua, you're going to come back more changed than you ever changed somebody else. That is the way the kingdom of God works. When you serve, God helps serve you. When you give, he gives it back to you. That's the way the kingdom of God works. This last week... We, we found a, a cheat code to parenting. This parent told me about this question they've been asking their kids. And so we stole a great idea. God gave you eyes, plagiarize. And so, hello, church. And so, and so, yep. And so they told us that they found this hack at dinner. We started asking our kids, name a time today when you saw someone being kind. And name, tell me a time today that you were kind. So we'll be going around the table, and, you know, you know they'll say, you know, uh, today I thought, you know, my mom was being kind because she dressed dad in pajamas. And it's like, okay, chill out. Um, but the, and, then, and then I was kind because I did. And, they'll, they'll, and we're training them to, number one, be kind. And number two, to acknowledge and to see, oh, that person's being mean versus that person's being kind. That person's being prideful. Versus that person's being humble. And so I wonder this week if you could ask yourself this question every day. When did you serve somebody today? And when did you see someone serving? Because I think we need to be more aware of the opportunities that are coming around us to serve others. To help and to give and to love and to bless. Jesus says, I came here and I had it all, but I chose to serve I chose to love 
and I chose to bless. When you go low, you make the decision, I am a servant. I am not a rock star. I am not so into myself. I am actually into God and God's kingdom, God's ways, and God's people. And so I gladly make the decision to become a servant of the Most High God. I choose to serve him, and the attitude I choose is the, is the attitude of gladness. Somebody say amen. So humble people, number one, they serve. Write down number two. Number two, humble people care. One of the signs of a humble person is that they become like Jesus, and Jesus cared. He cared cared about rich people. He cared about poor people. He cared about people that could walk. He cared about people that couldn't walk. He just, he cared. So you can't be a Christian and not care. Our culture is like, who cares? I don't care. Who, who gives, you know, I don't, uh, I, I've got my own problems. But the more you follow Jesus, God does this thing where he expands your heart to care for more people than you ever thought you could. To care for more families and more cities and more nations and more circumstances than what's in the natural. Because when you serve, you're in the supernatural. I love this because look look here in the scripture. Look at Psalm 145. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. He is slow to anger and he is great in mercy. God is full. So you're not full of caring as much as you are full of compassion. And I love this because when you are full of compassion, you start to feel for people's circumstances. You start to feel for people that are in prison, people that are in need, people that don't have clothes on their back, people that don't have a meal to to eat. You start caring. You just, you cannot follow Jesus and stay hard-hearted and to stay desensitized and, and turn a blind eye. There's a story about this good Samaritan in the Bible. This guy gets just in this worst luck, worst place. First guy walks by and he's like, sucks to be him. Second guy walks by and he's like, whoa, that's not good. Third guy walks by and he's like, your problem is my problem. What you're going through, I, I, I sympathize, I have compassion for you. This man takes him, puts him up in a hotel room, pays for his medical bills, and really exemplifies the spirit of compassion. To have compassion of those that, when you humble yourself, one of the telltale signs that you go low is that all of a sudden you have compassion on others that can't do anything for you. See, we live in a city that's like, if I do something for you, you're going to do something for me. If I give you tickets, I better get some tickets. If I did give you a favor, you better give me a favor. But when you walk like Jesus, you give and you don't ask anything in return. It's the spirit of compassion. And Jesus had so much compassion for those that are in need. Jesus, one time Jesus walks in this one city. It's called Nain. And he walks in the city and he sees this widow there. She, she, her husband's dead and she's just lost her only child. And she's walking with her son in the coffin to go bury him. And when Jesus sees this woman, he does not parade around like a superstar. The first thing that he does is he shows her compassion and he begins to weep. And he comes to her and he shows her compassion. Why does Jesus show this woman compassion? He's never met her. He don't know her name and he's weeping with her. Why? Jesus has compassion because he is compassion. And when you walk like Jesus, you will be filled with compassion. All of a sudden, you'll you'll talk to someone that's going through a hard time and you're like... You ever get tears right here and you're just like... And, and th- this morning, we were in worship in the first service, and we were in that third song, beautiful worship song. 
And I started to cry because I was thinking about some friends going through a hard time. And I just was filled with compassion for their lives. Filled with compassion for their circumstance. When you follow God, let me say it this way. When you don't follow God, your heart's this big. The more you follow Jesus, he just goes like, yep, I'm going to stretch your heart out so you care for more people and, and more things and more circumstances than you ever bargained for. Because that's what Jesus did, right? One time Jesus walks into one city and he starts to weep because they look like sheep without a shepherd. And he starts to cry because he cared about that city and he cared about other cities. When you go low, the first mark is that you're down to serve and the second mark is that you care. By the way, Christians, hear me today. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So who cares what happens at Zoe Church today? West Side, who cares what happens at the West Side? If this city doesn't know, we care. Why do we do I love my city? Just so that the world will know we care. Why do we go on mission trips? Because we care. Why are we taking the guys on a camping trip? Because we care. You don't know how to make a tent. You don't know how to fish. You don't know how to hike. You don't even know how to hunt. Come on, somebody clap today and say amen to the men of the church that need to become men. Worship team, come join me. Write down number three today. So humble people, they serve. Humble people care. And number three today, humble people love. Look at this last verse today, Galatians 5, verse 13. For you were called to freedom, brothers and sisters. Only do not turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh, but serve one another through love. Serve one another through love. We do not need a church in our city that criticizes those that are on the outside. We do not need a church that criticizes one another. If Zoe is your home church, just look up at me real fast. Westside, hear me. If this is your home church, we are blessed that you call this home. I think everybody needs a church and everybody needs a pastor. We're so blessed if you call this house your house. Thank you for planting your life in this house. We have made the decision if you come here, we will not fight with each other. We will fight for each other. By the way, the enemy is not afraid of a big church. The devil is afraid of a unified church. There's a lot of big churches that are not unified. But we're going to fight for each. I'm going to fight for your kids. I'm going to fight for your marriage. I'm going to fight for your mind. I'm going to fight for your calling. I'm going to fight for you, not with you. What I'm saying to that is the freedom that you've gotten. Think about your life just for one moment. God set you free from the bitterness. God set you free from the bondage. God set you free from your brokenness. God set you free. God did not set you free so you could just be free. God set you free so you could serve and you could care and you could love others. Do not use your freedom as a weapon to do whatever I want to do. I'm free now. So I'm going to live my life. I'm going to do my thing. She's doing my thing. Why? Because I'm free. That's the spirit of pride. The spirit of pride is the spirit of selfishness. And the spirit of selfishness cannot love and cannot serve and cannot care. But a humble person is like, nope, it's all about God. It's all about what God wants. It's all about God's will. It's about God's plan. It's about God's people. It's about God's house. It's about God's kingdom. It's not about me. It's all about you. God, what do you want? God, what do you want me to do with my money? What do you want me to do with my time? What do you want me to do with my future? It's all yours, God. This world's not my home. 
I'm not, I'm not a citizen of this planet. I'm a citizen of a better place. And I didn't even earn it. I didn't, I didn't give my way there and serve my, oh, you ought to clap today. Come on, West Side, get some faith today. We're going to heaven. So you're going to live on this side of, of heaven selfish? You're going to live on this side of, of heaven trying to get yours? He already gave you everything you need. You've got salvation. You've got the spirit of God. You've got sanctification. What more do you need? Oh, no, I'll tell you for me. I'm going to do my best to go low. I'm trying to go low. How low can you go? I'm, I'm trying to go low, low, low. I'm sorry. I'm cheesy. I'm in pajamas today. But the spirit of Jesus is the spirit of humility that says don't take your freedom to weaponize it. It's like I can do whatever I want. No, duh. All things are permissible. Not all things are beneficial. Everything we do now is by faith. By faith I go low. By faith I humble myself. By faith I serve God. By faith I care about others. By faith I walk in love. It's all by faith. It's all by faith. It's all by faith. It's by faith. It's by faith. It's by faith. Jesus says in John 13, he says, a new commandment I give to you. I'm giving you a new commandment now. (laughs) Love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Not if you have opinions about others. Not if you share criticism about others. Not if you tear other people down. People will know that you're a follower of Jesus by the love that you exude. You ought to love big. You ought to love well. You ought to love good. You ought to love like Jesus. He said, they'll know. They'll know, you'll, they'll know you're a Christian, not by your political preference, not by who you voted for, not by the scripture you put on your Instagram ver- uh, verified uh, profile, whether you paid for that verification or not. No judgment, but curiosity. Strictly curiosity. Where did that come from? They will not know that you're a follower of Jesus because you're telling people how bad they are. Man, how dare they? Can't believe. I think you would have really been disappointed with Jesus. Oh, look who he's hanging out with. I thought he was a church guy. I'm disappointed. He's hanging out with people that don't look like us. They don't vote like us. They don't talk like us. And they certainly don't smell like us. You would have been mad at Jesus. Because Jesus was a friend of sinners. That's how you got into this room. Because he served. And because he cared for you. And because he loved you. You are not here today because God judged you. You are here today because God loved you. And those that humble themselves go, God help me. To love people I don't really want to love. Help me to love people that hate me. Help me, God, to love in the way that's genuine and authentic. You ever have somebody give you a compliment and you're like, yo, mad disingenuine, mad. You do not mean a word you're saying right now. Nothing worse than fake love. Nothing worse than somebody that's putting it on there's a gap between their heart and their words the humble 
humble themselves so that God can change their heart to look like Jesus' heart. If your heart is bad today, welcome to the club, so is mine. I have an evil heart and so do you. And the more we follow Jesus, he washes it and heals it and restores it and revives it and redeems it. So all of a sudden, his heart is in my heart. And all of a sudden, I can love like he loved. Come on, anybody thankful today that his love is being poured out so I can give it away? Let me just end with this. I'm going to yell for sure because you cannot give away what you do not have. So the reason why we allow God to wash us and love us and free us and redeem us and the reason why we receive this is because when he loves me, I can love others. I cannot love somebody until I, that's why the two greatest commandments, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your strength and love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor. Love your neighbor. Love your neighbor as yourself. As yourself. Love your neighbor. But you will never love your neighbor if you don't love yourself because when you love yourself you're like oh the way I love me I can love them some of you are wondering why do I struggle I hate my family I hate my parents I hate my boss I hate this person the reason why you hate people is because you don't let God love you because when God washes you washes over you the love of God is poured out into our lives so we can go out and love others. I'm telling you, a prideful person don't care about nobody. A prideful person don't want to serve nobody. And a prideful person ain't trying to love somebody. A prideful person is trying to be served. A prideful person only cares about their own problems. And a prideful person is trying to love their own life. But when you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, all of a sudden you're like, I want to serve his kingdom. I want to serve his people. I want to serve his church. I want to love. I want to care. I want to give. Come on, is there anybody excited? This is what humility looks like. Stand to your feet. Last scripture today. Westside, don't leave us yet. Just read this verse with us, Westside. Romans 12, 6. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be an encouragement. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you the leadership ability, take, take that responsibility seriously. And if you have the gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Do it gladly. What's the Bible saying? The Bible saying is God has gifted every one of us with a supernatural grace. God has distributed to you maybe the gift of teaching, the gift of prophecy, the gift of faith, the gift of encouragement, the gift of giving. God has given you the gift of kindness, whatever gift you have. When you go low, just hear me today in context, biblically speaking, hear me. When you go low, God will not keep you low. I'm just telling you, I'm just warning you right now. God's not going to keep you here forever because the Bible says if you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, God will in due time exalt you. And if he wants you to encourage, encourage. If he wants you to bless, then bless. If he wants you to give, then give. But we do it all with the same spirit of humility, the spirit of loving and the spirit of caring and the spirit of serving. So let me ask you, what are you doing with your gifts? What are you doing with all that supernatural talent God has given you? It's not for your name, it's for his. It's not for your glory, it's for his glory. Humility looks like saying, Lord, everything that you've given to me, I gladly give it back to you. Lord, 
every good and perfect gift is from above don't let me get drunk on my own grace let me be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit I want to be humble like your like your son Jesus I want to be humble like your son Jesus come on Zoe let's pray today Jesus if you feel comfortable just put your hands out in front of you